0: Good evening. This is a special Cat Space Sunday night podcast in regards to what we're about to talk about. Uh, Welcome to our current subscribers and to new subscribers and viewers. Uh, Tonight, I'm Cat. This is Buckets along with our dear dear family member, Leon. Good evening. How are you?
1: Good evening. It's been a little while since I've been on one of these.
0: A while. Tonight's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is about the federal election of 2022, the post-election. So as we saw what happened is yesterday, for the last month, two months, three months, we've seen Scott Morrison, who was our prime minister versus opposition leader, who's now our prime minister, Anthony Albanese, um, you know, campaign long and hard and arduous with their teams who would come out victorious, who would be uh, Prime Minister, would Scott Morrison have been the state Prime Minister, the incumbent or would we have seen victorious and the amount of people voting for the very first time in a historic election and pre-polling started with Anthony Albanese. Let's get to the first question. Why, I'll throw this to Leon, why did Scott Morrison lose? What is your take on that?
1: Um, That's an interesting question. I think, you know, I think what we're dealing with is probably a, a you know maybe we can say a what's that John Howard factor or something like that when he was the prime minister back in 1996 and you know he he obviously was the prime minister right up until 2007 so he was held, so he held on to that seat for like he held on to the the uh prime ministership for 11 years before you know eventually it was just okay it was time to go i think we were looking at the case where you know the LNP had held held power for what 15 years now. I think I think it might have been 15 years or or nine years or something. Whatever it was, I think they've held it for such a long time now. It's time for a change, I suppose, and that's what we. And I think that's what we saw at the election last night. But let's not underestimate the independence factor this time around, because there was so many independents that got up. I don't think I've seen anything like what we saw last night.
0: Mm. What about you, Because We've obviously seen, and and Leo, we've obviously seen the two preferred parties with the Teal Independence, with, you know, we've seen Kevin Rudd campaign alongside, um, you know, Andrew Charleston, you know, uh, Anthony Albanese. We've seen John Howard campaign for Scott Morrison, Josh uh, Frydenberg, and Peter Dunn. What's your take on why he lost?
2: Look, there is a lot of reasons why he lost, but um, I think... To be perfectly honest i think and i hate to say this is that um i think one thing that scott morrison was uh probably covered um because any i knew that even before um the election started um that any prime minister that had to deal with COVID would struggle mm. and scott morrison struggled um he, he really did. I mean, you had everything from the lack of vaccines that were coming in, even though we are technically vaccinated, but the fact that um, we relied on labour ex-prime ministers to buy um, uh, vaccines for the Australian people because there simply wasn't enough to go around. Um, there were also things like uh, lots of cuts that were um, cut on things like Medicare. There were um, car park riots that were happening. There were scandals. There were sex scandals. Um, there was lots of budgeting scandals. Uh, everyone was losing their job, which, which is crazy because a normal Liberal government really sticks up for uh, business or at least traditionally sticks, sticks up for businesses. Um, and whilst, and every, unlike every other um, uh, period of time, uh, with the exception of World War II, where we had a, a massive financial depression, this is really one of the very, uh, the probably the most modern times where every Australian household has felt um, what it's like um, not to have an income, not to have a job, not to have stability, um, not to have enough food. Um, and that's really, really, really scary for everyone on a global um, a global scale, so I think, I think what people really wanted um, was just a change from that because they were tired of, um, you know, having a stabilization problem. Um, and is my family going to be okay under this government? And I think that that was the thing that that changed, and so that's why I I, I say to a lot of my friends and family that this uh, election was, wasn't really so much about what they could gain, but more about what they actually lost. People lost their, their, um, their houses to find their pets, and people lost their jobs, and people lost their family members. It, 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 there was a lot of loss in this government, and I think that, that pretty much, um, uh, you know, uh, just, that was the the chain, that's why there needed to be a change in government. I think if there wasn't so much loss, we would probably still be under a Liberal government.
1: True. You met, you did mention, hang on, before that, you did mention the former Prime Ministers securing vaccines. That has been disputed by Pfizer themselves, not Kevin Rudd's actually, Kevin Rudd actually said that he was the one that did that. That's been disputed by the head of Pfizer. So, so Pfizer does not agree with what you say.
2: I would
1: like to see where you get your information on that, but okay. Well, I got my, well, I got my information from
0: abc.net.au. Okay. You, you both bring up valid points as buckets and you said, like, um, am I able, am I going to be able to feed my family? Am I going to have to work from home? How's this going to work? Businesses shut down, schools shut down, aged care home was a problem, you know, um, People who you know were trapped overseas, couldn't come home for the duration, which were promised, I'll bring you home. Every Christmas was promised, you'll come home, you come home, you come home, come home. But none of that ever happened. And they was they are still stranded overseas. But the thing is, with as Bucket said, when it came down to the control of the vaccines, for example, I know you get your information and sources from abc.net.au, and I don't dispute that, but at the same time, you no, have to, you have to. I don't dispute it, but at the same time, I I have to say that, with all due respect and kindness, is that even now, well, before that, the, the, the Libs were saying, we had to rely on a former Labor Prime Minister to actually get Pfizer in or get the, the vaccines in. And it's sort of like, why aren't you, Pfizer came to, at, at the time, um, Health Minister Greg Hunt and came to former Prime Minister Scott Morrison said, please take our vaccines, buy them from us and save your country. And all we kept hearing was, no, 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 we've got AstraZeneca. They're way better. Let's get them in. But to this point, the reason why he he lost was not just that. When we were burning to the ground, I know you don't like me saying this, but when we were burning to the ground, he went to Hawaii. There was another stipulation that he lost the people's, people lost faith and the people lost trust in him. He went on a vacation when we needed him. The other thing is he... You know, he counted on. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm. I don't want to be flagged for this, but like for stuff that went, let's just say stuff that went wrong, um, that counted him out. And people just said, I, "I'm tired enough." You know, he doesn't care. And people were like, "Show she care about us, Mr. Prime Minister. Show she care." But when it came down to it, all you kept hearing is, "It's not my job. It's not my job." It's not my freaking job.
1: Yeah, I-, I was I was actually waiting for you to say that because I remember that ad campaign. It was a very effective ad, but it was also taken way out of context. And even, the, even there is the, the actual, if you look on YouTube, you will see the footage of those It's Not My Problem, those three It's Not My Problems out of context. But when you look at them in context, they say three different things. That was a very effective campaign that... Uh, that the ALP used when it came to that particular, when that came to that particular line. It was a very effective campaign. let's not kid ourselves. It worked, and it worked really well, despite the fact that it was taken out of context. I can't say, you know, you can't say that Scott Morrison didn't care, right? Because you're dealing with a scenario, and when we were dealing with a scenario in 2020, which no, I, nobody saw coming, right? I don't even think there's a prime minister alive Who had to deal with this kind of pandemic and even shutting the country down i don't think there's any prime minister alive that had to do that and in that case scott morrison was the first person to learn to do it and we're gonna have to learn from from how he's handled it and how to better handle it in the future now uh, anthony albanese who's now the prime minister of australia if something like this happens how is he going to handle it will he handle it the same way that scott morrison did or is he going to uh, address it from a different angle?
2: I'd just like to point out one other little fact, is the fact that um, a lot of the uh, duties that um, Scott Morrison had, um, he effectively made them state issues. Um, And so a lot of people were questioning, well, if basically this is meant to be the Prime Minister's job, okay, but he's just making them state issues, why? Why do we need a prime minister? And that question was continuously asked over and over again because it effectively made all the states their own countries, if you like. During the pandemic, mm. they, they closed down their own borders. They had their own rules and regulations. Um, it, it was it was amazing. I've, I've never seen anything like that in ever, my life ever. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever see that ever again. Um, but it was crazy to think that there were premiers that looked like they had more power than um, the Prime Minister of Australia. In fact, I even remember when um, Scott Morrison wanted to go up um, for a Sharks game in Queensland um, and... The, Didn't he
1: get stopped at the border?
2: Yeah, yes, he, he got stopped at the border and he was threatened. I
1: remember that.
2: And he said that if he wanted to enter the country, he had to pay, I, don't, I think it was... He had to, I
1: think it was like, two, isn't it $2,000 or $2,500 or something for, $2, for that kind? It was $2,800.
2: Yeah. And, and he had to basically stay in isolation for 28 days. Now, that would, has, would never have happened in any other previous government ever. But it happened um, under this government where you've got one premier literally um, standing, um, you know, standing over a prime minister. That's crazy. I don't think that'll ever happen ever again.
0: Exactly. Let's get to the second question. Um, you said to me, you said something to us today. Now let's get to it. With the rise of the independents, are the Australian people losing faith in the two major parties?
1: How oh, definitely? They're definitely losing uh, faith in both parties, in both major parties, I should say, both the ALP and also the LNP, because it, the independents, not only took uh, seats off uh, the LNP, they also took seats off the ALP as well. So did the Greens, to be honest. The Greens actually took uh, seats off the ALP as well. So uh, what we are seeing is the independence, uh, is the real rise of them. We're seeing a real rise of the independence. How many seats have they got secured now? 15, 16 seats or something like that? Uh,
2: together, 16 seats
1: together. Yeah, so... What, but what the major parties need to do is to, instead of just uh, just disagreeing with each other for the sake of disagreeing with each other, right, work towards a common goal, and that's just to better the country, instead of just sniping at each other for the sake of sniping at each other, because the more they do that, guess who comes through the middle? The independents do. Hmm.
0: Same question to you, Buckets, with the rise of the independents. Are the Australian people losing faith in the two major parties?
2: I, I think they are. Um Uh, For example, uh, Christina Keneally went over to um, – I can't remember where she was represented. Fowler. Uh, Fowler, that's right.
1: She was was trying for the seat of Fowler.
2: And um, now she should have won that seat. However, um, the independents um, believed that she basically didn't best represent that town. And as a consequence, um, the independents took over. Uh, and they effectively ate her alive saying that, you know, she's she's not a local, she's not one of us. And I, I think that might I, might have something to do with perhaps her accent because she has an American accent, even though she's an Australian. But the thing is, um, you know, she has bopped around in several areas. I mean, she used to be in Hunters Hill. Um, she was in another area as well. She doesn't, she doesn't actually just fade in. Um one area she's actually been in three
1: didn't so, she try to go for the seat of Ben one year and didn't get that either?
2: she did she did but something went wrong and um she her campaign went belly up and as a consequence might
1: be might be the personality issue. I don't think the fact that she's American to the reason why they hate her no I don't think I don't think that's the case uh, because we do have certain New Zealanders who had to give up their New Zealand citizenship, aka Barnaby Joyce who romped at home, I think it was in the seat of New England or something, or something along those lines. He romped at home last night of the election, and he made no bones about it. He does not like these independents. So whether or not he likes them or not is irrelevant now. They're in now, and they're going to cause a lot of headaches for these major parties, even for the Nats, even for the Nats who traditionally represent the country. For me,
0: I also agree that, you know, being Australian, We're losing, the Australian public is losing faith in major parties. That's why, let's break this down, okay? What we saw last night in my lifetime, and I'm sure Bucket's lifetime, in your lifetime, we've never seen such a tight-knit race and such a historic moment for teal independents, for independents who don't belong to any major parties. For example, you had the teal independents, you had the Greens, you had the UAP, you had... Uh, one Nation, you had um, all these independents who, you know, although Clive Palmer, Craig Kelly lost out, although Pauline Hanson was just beaten in the Senate race, now officially went to the uh, to the Greens, uh, which I read today, I believe, um, or I heard, I believe. And now the Teal Independence system never in our lifetime in a whole has never, ever, ever seen independence rise to the challenge of becoming a local member in their community. And I believe that the Australian people, the Australian public have said, these people I will not vote from, they do not suit my needs, they not, do not suit you know, how I feel about things or what I want done. So therefore I will vote for my local independent. And I'm hoping and praying and asking these independents to join forces and make those three years, because if they, make those three years it's not going to be liberal and it's not going to be labor and it's not going to be one nation and it's not going to be the united australia party that's going to win the next three years it will be we will see the rise of a new independent as prime minister elect whether that's a male or female.
1: Well, you did you did mention that you did mention the UAP and also the teal independence. Now, if I re- if I read it correctly, didn't I think Simon Holmes' accord? I think spent like twelve million dollars or something on these teal independents just to see how they would go. I understand that the that Clyde Palmer, what is he tried to he tried to spend what up to eighty million dollars just to try and get a just to try and get a United Australia Party member in. Didn't get any in. So um, I think. I think people are now resenting the fact that that Clive Palmer, he only seems to put his head up when there's around election time, when there's an election coming up. So apart from the past three years, when was the last time you heard the name Clive Palmer, apart from when he tried to sue the Western Australian government? I didn't remember hearing much about him in the last three years. That was the only time I heard about him, at least for the last three years. And then uh, the United Australia Party wanted to come back in, try again. They spent just as much money as they did last year. At this time, they didn't get anything in. Exactly. Even Craig Kelly lost his seat, I believe.
2: It's, it's crazy that um, the uh, United Party spent the amount of money that they did on advertising and songs. And I have to admit that those songs were quite catchy, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And I was writing my own lyrics to them, like I like. it. <laughs> no, but like the thing is, it, but I, but it's actually amazing that those teal groups, right? They only spent twelve million um, on their campaign, which is minuscule compared to the major parties and what they were spending. I mean, that that a hole in a bucket um, ad that must have cost millions to make. As as annoying as it actually was, yeah.
1: That that was that would have cost millions to make. What I, I've I've heard a remix or something. I think it was on Today FM or the well. So not actually no. I don't think it's I don't think it was Today FM. The Kyle and Jackie O show. They actually had a played a remix of that particular song, and they turned it into like a dance ball thing. I need to find that one just to play it. Just to play it on one of my shows or something. That'd be hilarious to do. Now, just
0: before we move on to the next question, the only thing I want to say is, as I said. It's that I'm asking these teal independents to come together to build on their community, build on the promises that they've done and for Labor and Liberal. I'm asking them, rise. And when you rise, rise proudly because if in our lifetime, this is 2022, the next election is 2025. Now, I my prediction is will there be a Labor? Probably not. Will there be a liberal? Probably not. Will they be a teal? Here's the kicker. Will they be an independent? Now independents can be powerful. People yeah, see them you as see, weak,
2: but they're thing, not that the powerful. Thing is, the thing is about the independents is that here's is why they're so dangerous, right? Is because if, if the teals get in, or any independents get in for that matter, and there's a hung parliament, that's when it gets really, really, really dangerous. So last time we had a, a hung parliament. We had in two thousand and
1: ten, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, we had Pauline Hanson in, and she was part of that hung parliament, which means that um, the Labor Party and the Liberal Party both had to pass or at least try to pass very racist laws to be put in place in order to get some sort of balance of power back to run government. And it was it was crazy that that both parties. Did not want to make a deal with one nation, but they were pretty much forced to, because if they didn't, um, then they just simply couldn't be um, the prime minister of Australia. And um, this is where Tony Abbott didn't want to do it, but was forced to do it. Yeah. Um, but again, Tony Abbott didn't actually last long as a prime minister, and he was booted out rather quickly. So um but the thing ma- is- maybe it was for the maybe was for the best, but the thing is, um, the, the thing about independence is that they are independents for a reason. They do represent their um, communities, mm-hmm. but um, they will never be the Prime Minister of Australia. They'll always Oh, you have, don't know that. No, it's true, because they don't, they don't have the numbers. Oh, you um, don't know that. Well, unless, okay, unless a Teal Party can maintain 74 seats or 76 seats...
1: Um, the 76 seats is the target.
2: They can never, they can, they can never be a major party. They will always be a small party, but they might be a hindrance in, a, in, in, in a way to making them, to prime ministers. And that's where either the Labour Party or the Liberal Party have to, has to make a deal with them, otherwise they won't get the support.
0: For me, I'm yep.
1: sorry, Go.
0: obviously I voted for Labour in my community. I voted for Albo, and. Do I want to see Albo succeed? Of course. I want him to win and keep winning. I want him to make Australia so amazing. But here's the name that comes to mind when it comes to the prime ministership. The man I believe maybe if, say, God forbid, Albo decides to go, I've had enough, you know, don't want to do this no more. Here's the man who I think should chuck his name into the ring, Jason Claire. Jason
1: Isn't he the member for Blackswan?
0: I'm not sure which member he's for, but he's a labor minister and or prominent he's a labor minister. And when he was campaigning with Albo and for Albo in his speeches, he's well-learned, educated, smart, intelligent, bright, sophisticated man. He he is very how can I put this well-versed and what he had to say? And he came across to me as a natural. And do I want to see Labor succeed? Of course. And I think, I think there is, he, with his energy, um, oh boy, we're running out of time. With his energy, uh, you know, he should be the next prime minister. I don't know why this is running out of time. It's
1: not. And just uh, just for the record, guys, I was right. He Jay Sinclair is the uh, member for Blacksland.
0: Yeah. So you know, um, uh, he he should he should definitely run. He really needs to run. He's he's a good guy, like Albo, um, and I, I really believe he'll be the next prime minister. Let's get into it. Uh, in the next three years, if the Liberal Party get a shot at the prime ministership, who would become? The prime minister, and I'm going to throw this with it could be. Well, there is a name being thrown around that's Josh Frydenberg.
2: No way,
1: that can't happen because he just lost. He lost his seat.
2: No way. Sorry, yeah.
0: uh, Peter Dutton. I mean, Peter Dutton's being
2: no. You see, you know what? I I don't see Peter Dutton being the prime minister ever. Um, the Liberal Party have a lot way better. Leaders than him, mm. um, he's not well liked. I, no, he isn't. Um, it's amazing that he even was even able to keep his seat. That was a complete fault in my opinion. Um, but there, look, the Liberal Party just have um, way better leaders that could potentially run their, um, um, you know, uh, run um, that could, could they, that could take the spotlight. Mm. Um, how the um, political landscape is panning out at the moment is um they might may play some identity politics and they'll probably want a woman in power that's always a positive thing and also someone who may be multicultural also someone who's very um highly educated also and also someone who's experienced so yeah um that's not peter dunn is well experienced but I mean, like, there's he, hes associated with a lot of corruption as well, and that might turn people off. Mm, and as true. soon as as soon as Albanese basically sets up um, a federal ICAC, I think that'll destroy his chances of becoming PM. To be perfectly honest, mm. he might be an opposition leader perhaps, but I don't see him becoming the next Prime Minister of Australia. What do you
0: think, Leon?
1: Um I agree with I agree with you cat I, I think you know Peter Dutton's probably going P- Peter Dutton will be the uh, will be the opposition leader because there's no doubt about it he's managed to hold on to his seat um, um, even with an onslaught of backlash I mean not not from not from the community I'm talking about from the challenges that came after him for that particular seat this go around and he's managed to hold on against all that so he'll be the opposition leader at least going for now um There's a couple, there is really two names that I'm thinking right now at the top of my head. Obviously, Peter Dutton is one of those guys. I don't know if um, Barnaby Joyce has the discipline to be an opposition leader or a prime minister. He would be the most charismatic prime minister since Bob Hawke, no doubt about that. Um, But apart from that, I don't know who could possibly lead the LNP. If they do come into power or in the future.
2: It's hard. It's hard to say at this time. I think maybe we'll just leave that as a question mark for now. Yep. But I don't. I personally don't see it being Peter don yeah.
0: Let's look at the next question. Since Australia, and let's look at it this way: since Australia is three trillion dollars in debt currently, what possible means can Labor improve for the situation? I repeat: since Australia is three trillion dollars in debt, what possible means can Labor improve the situation?
2: Um well if uh well transport's obviously a big one. Um so you think three trillion dollars is a lot of money, um and just but if you fix that transport and you get people back to work, they'll need to go to work, right? And they'll need mm. to get from A to B. So um they could probably easily make uh, you know, assuming of course that everyone pays $2.50 on their card to get to A to B, they could easily make 2.5 million in a single day. Um, but the, the jobs have to be there. So um, as long as um, you know, it's, um, the, jo- uh, the jobs are open and we get more and more work and um, there's more infrastructure being built I think we can get quite easily get out of the $3 trillion debt. I also think if uh, we have more Australian jobs in Australia, like more Australian manufacturing um, for which we sell overseas, then again, we could make um, way more money, Um, but um, we're gonna have to, um, I think we're gonna have to stop because I've noticed with past liberal governments, where they've upset um, uh, foreign leaders, such as Putin and, and, and other uh, foreign leaders, is that they've all created these trade embargoes kind of thing. So we've got to stop annoying our um, foreign leaders um, because if we keep annoying them, they're just going to do more mm. trade embargoes. So if we can find a way to break the trade embargoes, um, then we'll get out of our $3 trillion worth of debt fairly easily. That's, that's how and it.
1: just for the record guys I've just had a look at the Commonwealth debt right now the australia this is off the uh, Australian Parliament of Australia's own website the debt the debt right now the national debt in australia is 1.2 just under 1.2 billion dollars of debt so we've gone down so we've gone down okay so 1.2 yeah something along those lines so it's not it's not uh what three as you said earlier okay, oh, that's
2: so great so, so we're important. doing better already.
0: Okay, so let's get to the next question. Uh why I know it's similar to the first question, but Leon, I'm gonna chuck this to you, my friend. Can uh why did the Liberal Party lose? I know we just discussed it, but why did they really lose? Like what was the
2: reason? Well, we discussed they, why, well, we discussed why Scott Morrison lost. But Biden. why did the party why, itself,
0: why the, party itself? The, the LMP itself? Because <coughs> if you look at the LMP. And forgive me for saying this. I'm not trying to be ignorant. It's just me trying to educate myself. The LMP, if you look at it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the American version of the Grand Old Party, the GOP, which are Republicans. But why did, why did the Liberal Party lose, like, in, in a whole?
1: Um, I think what happened is, like, it took, uh, it took the parties, you know, too long to figure out how they're going to. I think I don't know, to be to be honest, I really don't have an explanation for it. I thought, you know, I'm thinking, as I said at the start, I think the fact that you know they've been in there they'd been in there for God knows how many years. Um, and I'm looking at it as the John Howard factor, you know, well not not, that, not as a negative, but John Howard was the prime minister from ninety six to two thousand seven. So um it's a long time in parliament it's a long time you know for one party to be in power for so um i think that's probably one of the reasons i think another one of the reasons is the um the rise of the independence as we have been mentioning throughout the show um unpopularity i suppose you could say what what's it that um the two-party proverb that played a factor i think the popularity the overall popularity between the prime minister and the both of them were pretty low and some of them are still pretty low at this point too, by the way. So it's a number of factors, but I think probably another one of those situation with the rise of the independence as well.
2: What do you think, Buckets? Um, I, I think um, uh, maybe um, character had a lot to do with it. So there are a lot of, when, uh, when Scott Morrison and also the, Liberal Party were faced with a lot of um, uh, problems and situations that were going on that were quite close to people's hearts. A lot of the time Scott Morrison would joke about it. Um, I'm sure he didn't mean it like he, I'm sure he meant it just as a joke but um, a lot of people took that to heart and so I think one of the things that was was missing was empathy and so when you have a situation where people have lost their homes and Um, they're flooded and they're living in poverty and whatever, and he's just joking around and stuff and got no empathy whatsoever, that would have been a a big, big, big problem for which the Labor Party could have just used uh, as fuel to the fire. Mm. Um, So it's basically like shooting yourself in the foot. In fact, hopefully um, our political um, party members can actually learn from this and go, oh, I better not say something too stupid So i don't shoot myself in the foot next time and um be seen as um a careless wreck Mm -hmm. um and i think that that was one of the reasons why they they lost so it could have easily been identity politics um but i think it was just a really really tough time for everyone and everyone needed a leader and the liberal party just wasn't that leader. even getting rid of someone like uh, Gladys um, Berejiklian. Yeah, I, um, I think it probably would have been uh, charisma problems and lack of empathy that probably did it. And when everyone was looking for a leader, Scott Morrison probably wasn't there enough, you know. So, um, and look, yeah, uh, uh, disease and famine and everything that goes with it um, are serious issues that everyone had to deal with. And as a consequence, uh we uh, you know we just we, we needed some strength and stability and we just weren't getting it from um the Liberal government but but I will say with when you when we had like a proper leader like Gladys Berejiklian even though she did bad things in the past um you know the fact that they got rid of her over something that happened 10 years ago during the worst period of time um, when we really needed a decent Premier, I mean, again, a lot of people were really upset about that in New South Wales, um, especially when she was doing such a good job protecting us from COVID. Here's what
0: I think of why they lost, and you both have raised some valid points. Why I think they lost is because the there's been so much infighting in public, you know, and the infighting got to the outside, got to the Australian people, got to the Australian public, and everyone thought that it was like a, a high school battle between, you know, the popular guy or the popular boy, head, head boy of the school versus his clique, who his clique kind of got, um, kind of, you know, saw him, you know, as, you know, this person, like this person, and... It just got to a of the Australian public has said why should we vote for these people it's like a high school clique
2: it, it, you know it, it did actually feel a lot of the time like um, two boys were fighting in a schoolyard um, and I think the Australian people just got sick of that mm. um, and when you're it's bad enough when you're fighting the opposition but when you're fighting amongst yourselves that is not a good look and that happened all the time in the liberal party all yep. the time
1: Actually, it happened also in the ALP around 2010 and 2012 as well with the Rudd-Gillard-Rudd situation. That was, I'll tell you what. one thing we're not talking, one thing that we haven't talked about, and it's actually a very interesting point, right? The last, well, obviously, we've got to give credit where it's due, because Scott Morrison actually went through the whole term from start to finish, still being the Prime Minister. You know the last person, last Prime Minister to do that?
0: John
1: Howard. John Howard, exactly. From <clears> two <throat> was it oh three to two oh seven or whatever it was. But apart from that, there was just like a revolving door of um, prime ministers. Obviously we Kevin Rudd came in, then Julia Gillard came in and knocked off bloody Kevin Rudd. Then we saw uh, well, Kevin Rudd I so say Kevin Rudd, Julia Gillard, Kevin Rudd, <clears throat> and then we went Tony Abbott, Malcolm Turnbull. So that was a five. That was five and then, sort of, yeah, it's a Tony Abbott, then Malcolm Turnbull. And then we had Scott Morrison. And Scott Morrison is the only one out of those last four, I should say four because I mentioned Kevin Rudd twice, um, <clears throat> to actually gone through a whole term. So it, it, I know in the UK, I know it was mentioned in the UK about the Australian politics, how how much of a joke it had become in, the, in those 10 years or whatever it was. But it's nice to know that there was one prime minister who stayed from the time he was elected to the time he got booted out.
2: Yeah. But the, you could argue why exactly that was. I mean, it got, sometimes it got so bad to the point where Scott Morrison was using COVID as a reason why people shouldn't go to parliament. And that, that was quite, so, oh no, know parliament won't be happening today because it's too dangerous um, to have you. Never all- said that. I think not. It actually was said, and it was, Done and, and people were questioning about why we weren't having as much um, parliamentary time. In fact, this was the one time where the ABC didn't get nearly as much question time in um, for for ages for like nine months. Mm. Um, when they finally did get um, you know a word in or were able to um, replay um, question time um it it was like okay we're only allowed in now so there was the big question about why the abc weren't allowed to film um part of, um question time or have a show called question time for ages um and that was purely because scott morrison kept saying sorry guys covid you can't come in it's too dangerous mm.
1: you could say that same argument for all the state premiers as well there was no parliament during covid because of the state the states were also locked down as well so there was no parliament during that whole period of time as well, so this is not just a, that's not just a federal issue. That was also a state issue. No. I remember this, and I remember because I remember um, what's his name, uh, Daniel Andrews, who is the state premier of Victoria. There was no parliament there for God knows how long, and he'd locked the country, he'd locked that part of the country down for God knows how long. You know, like you know, they call Disneyland the most the happiest place on earth. Victoria during the pandemic was the most lockdown place on earth.
0: 265 days to be
1: exact.
0: Next question. Next question. Um, will Labour need to consult with the independents to have a government or to form a government in their own right? Leon? Um,
1: I think they have got enough right now to really just do it themselves oh so right now they're on 75 okay just for the record the alp as of 8 pm on sunday night which is when we've done when we're doing this they are sitting on 75 from 76 so they only have to deal with one so um they deal with say they make a deal they'll make a deal with adam bet they don't even need the teals They've already got. They've already got Adam Band. So they've got Adam Band there. There's your seventy six. So they have enough. They have enough to to them uh, for a majority in their own right. They don't need the independence. They can. They can do whatever they want to. Well,
2: um, I okay. Well, they 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 legally and constitutionally they need um seventy six. Which is if they don't have. Um, that one extra seat, um, they'll have to
1: consult with the independents, and then all I need to do, all I need to do, is consult with Adam Band. They don't need the independents. They can, they can all have to do is, they all have to do is speak with Adam Band. He's my- even though he's the, even though he's the man with, from the Greens, that's all I need to speak with. That's all he needs to speak with, and the Greens will fall in.
2: That's true, and uh, the Greens will fall in with the the Labour Party because they are. On the left wing, anyway, they're not going to support the um, the coalition by any means. Um, but they'll still need to um, consult with with someone in order to get that uh, seventy six seat. Yeah. Um, but they but they must get that seventy six seat. If they don't, then they have no legal right to um, uh, basically prime ministership. But you know, again, it's not that hard considering that the Greens are so close to the Labor Party. Anyway, I yeah. mean, it's basically a win, in my opinion.
0: Let's get on with the last two questions. Uh, with the amount of money that was spent on advertising with you know, the United States Party, why did they
2: fail? I, You know, I, I think that um, a lot of people who um, were supporting the UAP um, um, basically felt that I, I can support Clive Palmer and Craig Kelly, and that's OK, because we can build this sort of party um, against both both the Liberal and the Labor Party. But then when it was discovered that um, uh, Clive Palmer and Craig Kelly made a deal with the Liberal Party, that they would support them if they were able to um, make it to the prime ministership, then they lost their um, popularity. Um, and so it was like, okay, we're, we're saying that we're, we're, uh, we don't support the major parties, but the reality was that they did support a major party and that was the Liberal Party. And then that's when they lost a lot of their um, followership. And I think that's a fellowship, I should say. The only thing
0: I want to say about this is with the amount of money they spent, I, I believe Leon, you said 80 million or something like that.
1: In- I think the United Australia Party, I think, spent about $80 million on, on trying to get a seat and they didn't get any.
0: Well, they go with the eighty million that they spent with, you know, bringing your uh, superannuation back home to Australia from overseas. With home loans, you know, we'll make home loans get low. We'll do this, do that. Get your freedom, freedom from mask mandates, freedom from vaccines, freedom from this, freedom from that. We're the freedom fighting party. You know, we we support all families. Blah 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 blah. And I think majority of people decided, oh, here's a party that simple straight to the point is me yeah why should i follow the other the other you know suits and and not be sure where where or why i should vote but oh craig kelly clive palmer they really sound like they're talking to me i must you know i believe in their policies
1: they're talking all right but they're talking through their a and uh, they don't need i say more and then i say another letter
2: of course course. a lot of their policies were just purely unrealistic i mean if if you wanted to basically just say they did file a policy where um there weren't to be um, a mask uh, mandate that this uh 1.5 business business would just go away and um everyone was free and whatever in my opinion that's that is a recipe for disaster because 100% 100% an- um, freedom means 100% anarchy. Mm. Um, you cannot lead a government with anarchy. It's just not going to work. So I, I think they all had hidden agendas to get all sorts of tax frauds and whatever, and even though they kept saying, hey, we're for your best interests with freedom and all sorts of stuff, I think it was pretty much... Um, uh, a lie from the beginning and um, hopefully enough people actually saw that to go yeah this is bullshit excuse my excuse my language
0: last question is, and i'm going to throw it to the both of you before i have a final say is anthony albanese
2: another goth whitlam to an extent yes um i, th- I think a lot of his policies are very similar to goth whitlam he put more money in the there, um, uh, than ever before um, he wants to have free education, just like goth Whitlam did. Um, Help in the aged care. But here's the question: Is will his governor general um, sack him? him, like goth Whitlam? That's that is the number one question.
0: Well, we don't know. We haven't allowed our new prime minister. Speaking of our new prime minister, we have to say from the bottom of our hearts, congratulations, Anthony Albanese. We knew you could do it. Here's to your up and coming three years, we hope you do really well. We're very proud of you. you Congratulations, to Labor. Congratulations to Labour. Congratulations to Labour. Um, but do you think uh Leon is Anthony Albanese another Golf Whitlam?
1: It's hard to say. I don't I to be honest, I wasn't alive when Gough when Golf Whitlam was uh the Prime Minister and also when he got turfed out. So the situation is like well, only time will tell, okay? So I agree with you guys. Only time will tell whether or not he becomes a Whitlam or not. Um, but
0: Maybe a Bob Hope,
2: even? Is he
1: like that? Yeah. No, he doesn't. no, he doesn't have the glasses, and I don't think he'll scull a beard just like uh, Bob Hawk used to.
2: Uh, yeah, I think you've got to
0: agree with that. <laughs> but anyways, before it time's us out, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Leon. Thanks, Buckets. Uh, don't forget, we are on YouTube. Don't forget to go to YouTube Castway, subscribe, and then you see the bell click on that so you can receive all our content. Thank you for joining us on what was an interesting 24 hours in the federal election. And uh, once again, congratulations to uh, Mr Albanese and the Labour Party. Uh, good night, Australia. you for joining us. Don't forget, we are on TikTok. Uh, tiktok.com slash at hello catspace5 and we will see you there as well good night god bless and take care Bye. bye folks bye